I wanted to be surrounded by it and to go down to South America and be different for a different reason, you know, instead of being the blind girl all the time, be the girl from Canada. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So where in South America did did you guys end up? We were in Peru. Yeah. Okay. And did you did you experience that feeling that you were looking for down there? It was did did that really um did that manifest or or was it a, yeah. something that that you didn't expect? No, it definitely did. I felt like I was more me in that year that we spent there than at any other time in my life. Just kind of a more like I don't know, bigger, more defined version of myself. So I definitely did find what I was looking for there. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And and just that feeling of some of people and, and the surrounding community treating you for you and not not your quote unquote disability. That's that's gotta be a a, a release almost, a liberating feeling, I would I would assume. Yeah, liberating is a great word for it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So you guys find yourself back in Canada, and that's when, of course, fit hits the shan worldwide, <laughs> and and uh, that's when things got a little bit tricky. Did you find the um, culture shock? Um, um, because you you were already in Canada and, and you already had an understanding of how the Canadian culture is approaching you. You grew up more or less with that. Was it almost like a culture shock going back to that after the year in Peru? How did that feel? Totally. It was like reverse culture shock is totally a thing. And it was really hard. There were days that I just didn't want to get out of bed because I didn't want to come back. It was more a question of money. You know, we kind of realized that we were one emergency away from not being able to eat or pay the rent. So it was not really a decision to come back. It was just something that we had to do. And I remember that my first interaction with somebody in Canada was actually in the airport. And it wasn't really an interaction even with me because this guy in the airport stopped Jordan and myself and he asked Jordan, what's wrong with her? Has she been born this way or, or what happened? So he didn't even ask me and nobody ever in the entire year I was in South America had ever treated me like that. So it was just like, oh my God, I'm back. And within five minutes, I remember why I wanted to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just feeling like you're completely, utterly discounted right there. There's zero validation yeah. in that action right there. Yeah. Oh man. How painful, how painful that must be. Yeah. So we're going to step into, into uh, if you're okay with this, um, maybe touch on a little bit of, of your time in, um, in dealing with the psych, this, this psych, what, what do they call it anymore? Cause they used to call it the psych ward. Um, you know, what's the preferred, what's the preferred term these days? Because a, a lot of times this carries like a social stigma anymore. Totally. Yeah. I think it still is psych ward, psychiatric ward. Usually the different um, wards in the hospital will actually have their own name. So they don't say like, oh, you're going to the psych ward. It's, you know, where I was, there was the PEZ, which is a psychiatric emergency unit. And then there's the IPU, which is inpatient psychiatric unit. And then the PICU, which is the psychiatric intensive care unit. So 
they kind of use those acronyms, I guess, maybe to soften it a little. But yeah, I think it still is just psychiatric ward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it does. It carries like such a, it, it carries that vision, I think, for so many people of the, the movies, the, the media and the movies perpetuate these visions of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I, I think that's probably the, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, yeah totally. Street jackets and yeah. 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 And it, I'm assuming it's completely not like that. No, no. Good, good. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, there's, there are, there are different levels. Just like there, there are different levels of seizure di- conditions and disorders. Just like there are different levels and intensities of just about any condition you're going to find out there. Um, my nephew actually is he he has vi- uh, vision disorder and it, he's not entirely blind, but he's. He's blind. He's considered blind. But the people around him, um, until he was enrolled into a, a special school for, for the blind, um, there was no, there's no gradient in in the mindset of so many North Americans. They don't see that that gray area. It's a, it's either one or the other. So when it comes to psychiatric, totally. yeah, yeah. When it comes to psychi- psychiatric stuff, you're either in the straight jacket getting the getting the cattle prod in the forehead or you're fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah exactly yeah yeah so so let's dispel the rumor right now friends family um heather was not in a straight jacket they didn't shock her brain none of that they're much more humane these days so how long were you in there yes thankfully yes days. okay Okay, so yeah. yeah, it wasn't a long like they didn't reprogram your brain. No, no, it wasn't. It was fairly long in terms of Canada, I would say, because we have public health care here. So, you know, you're, you're still bleeding, and they're like shoving you out the door. <laughs> <laughs> you don't stay very long because we're not paying for it. But so yeah, it was. But it wasn't. You know, there were definitely people who were in there for longer. Yeah. Right. And again, it's, it's individualized and personalized. So they're not, there's no set schedule here. It's like when you are better, they let you go. Yeah. 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 Basically when you, when they think you're capable of being treated in an outpatient program. Exactly. Exactly. And this is, this is, um, you know, and this is something that crossed my mind. Actually, I just realized that another reason for the importance of this conversation right now is heather is that there are so many people in the epilepsy community who reach a level and i've hit this borderline a few times and and i might even hit it again depending on which new drug medication they're going to put me on um the the level the breakthrough level is so precarious for us between sanity and and madness because of the stressors that hit us on these levels and especially late adult onset epileptics like myself who had a life who had all this stuff going on and we're trying to recapture it and and the the stress of that and the inability of our brains to operate the way they used to and then we're put on these borderline psychotropic drugs that normal people shouldn't be on um 
the the propensity for us to to get triggered off into the deep end. I know a few people um, in the epilepsy community that have had to go into the psych ward a few times, and mm-hmm. and there's there's a huge fear of this because of that stigma of I'm going to go in and they're going to shock me. They're going to put me in a jacket. They're going to send me into the padded room. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. They're going to find out one of the, you know, they're going to find out what's triggering you. They're going to do their best to either get you off those medications. They're going to get you into some counseling to help untangle the noodles in your brain. Um, but, but they're, it's personable, it's gentle, it's, it's, there's no nurse ratchet in there, you know? And yeah. And there's (laughs) no, no, not really. It's a pretty understanding environment. Right. Right. So how did you feel after that? How were you able, I mean, did, were you a, a little bit better equipped when you came out and how did you, how did you handle the, um, because you can't change the way Canadians are approaching your condition. So were you able to better prepare yourself after this? Yeah, I think I definitely did learn tools while I was in there. They say that the hardest work starts when you go home, which is definitely true because you don't have the voices of the nurses reminding you of better coping techniques 20 times a day. Um, this is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the sentence on. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done.